We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Sean Davis here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. Man, will something happen already in the home of the Los Angeles Lakers? We are awaiting on potentially a Russell Westbrook trade. And now LeBron James, as of eight minutes ago, is contract extension eligible. Before we get out of that, appreciate everyone tuning in from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Welcome. Filling in for Trevor Lane tonight. But, uh, yeah, so as of eight minutes ago, LeBron James is extension eligible. Let's dive into all of that. Appreciate you all for hopping in here. So let's start off with the Darvin Ham. Uh, let, let's start off with this LeBron James contract extension piece here. So it's August 4th on the East Coast, and now that means LeBron can sign his contract ex- contract extension for up to roughly two years for about $97 million. It's a bunch of money. That is what the Lakers, $97.1 million over two years. So about with the $44.5 million that LeBron is set to make next season as well. So in terms of the LeBron James contract extension, what I think is the most likely outcome of this whole situation regarding LeBron James is that LeBron is going to wait for a little bit. I do not expect LeBron to sign this extension today. Or as a matter of fact, by the end of this week, I do not expect that to happen. I don't expect LeBron to sign it. I do expect, though, that LeBron is either going to sign it near training camp or before training camp. Or I do expect that LeBron is going to sign it or towards next season at the end of this upcoming season and just re-signing the offseason which is the worst case scenario for the lakers if i'm the lakers i'm doing everything in my power to make sure that you have a clear understanding of lebron james wants and what he's intending on doing because if lebron's intentions are to uh, you know what we're gonna wait and see this thing out that is not good for the Lakers because now teams can expose the Lakers and use that for leverage. Like, Hey, look, LeBron is, you know, he's not committed. He's not signing this extension. He's going to wait and see until the off season and how that pans out. That is not good for the Lakers. What the Lakers need preferably for them is that LeBron James is decisive and he is quick with this decision on whether or not he wants to sign this contract extension 
Although more than likely, I think the most likely outcome is even if LeBron does sign the extension, he's only a Laker for two more seasons. So this year and next season, that'll be the second year. And then more than likely LeBron would uh, LeBron would opt out of that player option uh, in 2024 so that he can go play with his son, Bronny, assuming Bronny would get drafted. So And that makes sense. And, and I think that's the question that needs to be phrased here. Does that make the most sense for LeBron James? If you're LeBron James, should you wait this out and see what the Lakers want to do? Or should he just sign it now? Um, let's get to our first Super Chat of the night. Sonic Fighter 25. Okay, give your unbiased thoughts. What do you think happens in the KD Nets meeting this week? Honestly, um, I, I brought this up previously. Uh, I'm not... I, I personally think that this means KD is going to stay or and that's why I think the meeting is honestly, I think Katie's saying, okay, Hey, look, the trade market stalling out. I suppose I'll just stay. I'll drop my trade request. Um, the, the market doesn't seem to be budging that much anyway. So screw it. I'll just stay. Trevor's also made the point recently as well that like, you know, if, if you still are interested in a trade, you don't even have a meeting with the owner. If you're still wanting to get traded, that doesn't seem like, the likeliest outcome. So I honestly think that's what the meeting is. Unless, hey, hopefully the meeting is, you know, Katie saying, hey, I'll come back if you trade Kyrie. That's probably the most optimal outcome for Laker fans is that that's what the meeting is about. And Kevin Durant is saying that to Nets ownership. But I don't think that's what is going to happen, unfortunately. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, what is Faces? Faces is just a Twitter thing where you can go in and chat. It's like a live video room, audio room. Like, yeah, stuff like that. All right, but going back to this LeBron James piece and about the contract extension again, as of about 12 minutes or so now, at the time of this recording, LeBron James is now officially contract extension eligible. And it's so much more ideal for the Lakers that LeBron hurry up and get this done. Because of LeBron James to right now at 9-12 Pacific time or 12-12 Eastern time in the morning, LeBron James signed pen to paper right now. Hey, I'm going to stay for the Lakers for two seasons, one plus one, the most likely outcome in my opinion. If he were to sign that right now, some of the team's leverage go out the window. The Pacers, some of their leverage go out the window. The Nets, some of their, their leverage goes out the window, et cetera, et cetera. It goes out the window because especially Brooklyn, for example, with Kyrie and whatnot, Brooklyn's like, hey, look, you have to trade us both picks. You're desperate. You have to get this deal done to appease LeBron James so that LeBron can sign the contract extension. So I think that is the common consensus going around the NBA right now is, hey, uh, LeBron, you're desperate and LeBron's not signing that contract extension Unless you make this big move, you get rid of Russell Westbrook. So as soon as uh, as soon as LeBron signs this extension, leverage for other teams immediately go out the window, and that's why it's important for the Lakers so LeBron can get this done as soon as possible. Uh, welcoming in the optimist, Matthew Optimist Ralta. <laughs> What's up, Sean? How is how's holding down the fort without our uh, leader Trevor doing? How how you doing so far, brother? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, managing. 
Barely. Yeah, for, I've seen a lot of questions. Trevor is uh, still with Lakers Nation. Don't worry. He hasn't Don't been traded to another cider platform. He is just not feeling too well. So uh, Sean and I are going to be filling in tonight. So don't worry. He'll be back. We're going to we're gonna try and hold it down without him, though. So Trevor, feel better. Rest up, buddy. Rest up, bro. Uh, Alan, got to drop in and show Laker Nation and Sean some love. What do you think of Westbrook's basketball achievements? Uh <laughs> top 75 yeah top 75 we had a we had a very heated debate in las vegas summer league about whether or not russell westbrook is a top 75 guy um i personally think he is but uh just just making the cut um i mean what can you say man mvp multi-time all-star all nba guys gold medalist got the resume hall of famer yeah he's definitely first ballot hall of famer absolutely first ballot first ballot for sure yeah, just uh, ignore the season happened. First ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, Sonic Fire twenty five. So if KD stays, is Kyrie off the table? You know, I don't think so. I think it's I don't less think so likely. Yeah, you don't. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think if Ky- I think if KD stays, it's harder. But that that's why I think the whole three team trade stuff was floated around because that was the only avenue to get a deal done. Brooklyn didn't want to take on. Russell Westbrook's contract because they're keeping Kevin Durant, so that's why the three-team trade stuff got pulled around for a while, at least what I think. It really depends on what Katie's opinion of uh, Kyrie as a number two is, right? Um, I mean, we haven't really heard anything. I mean, I don't think those two are really talking too much, but you'd have to imagine... Um, I feel like Katie would sign off on an Irving trade if he got more pieces back. I don't know if Katie feels like the roster without Kyrie is worth competing or even playing with, honestly, but... We'll see. Um, I feel like the Nets would definitely trade Kyrie, though, if they got the package they've been holding out for. Like the Lakers said, two first-round picks with limited protections. They'll probably do it regardless of what KD thinks. Uh, what's, what's the Westbrook for the Orlando package? What do you guys think? What Orlando package? Did I miss something? Ooh, what is the Orlando package? I want to know what that is. Is that is that like Terrence Ross and stuff? Let me... Let me uh let me switch the internet here. What's what's wrong? Yeah, uh, Matt's mic went out. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what that pack. I mean, if it's Terrence Ross, they don't have a lot of tradable contracts. So we talked about this in a recent live show. Like they don't have a ton of tradable salaries. Uh there's this thing from SI suggesting Russell Westbrook picks for Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, and Terrence Ross. Where would that rank? For you out of the potential packages uh i probably just above the new york package for julius randall it's still pretty well below indiana and utah for me personally uh, fultz is an interesting piece like a reclamation project as the first overall pick gary harris i like terrence ross i also like but um what i'm reading is russ 2027 first round pick and 2023 second so basically what i want to offer the indiana pacers for buddy healed and miles turner yeah i mean i mean i don't know like i I, to be quite honest with you i did not watch a lot of orlando magic basketball i don't think a lot of people (laughs) did um gary harris and terrence ross i like on paper fultz is a little questionable especially if you're keeping taylor horton tucker on the roster still so I, i don't know how i feel about that what about you sean yeah, I think I agree. I think that'll be slotted right above. Actually, maybe even comfortably above, honestly. That Knicks Com- package. 
comfortably above. I, I think so too. I don't. I don't think I could do. Yeah, I don't think that that would be like Indiana, Utah, and Brooklyn all said no to me. And then before New York, like if New York's sitting there, sure. Um, then I'd probably explore something like this. I'd, I'd probably even consider something with San Antonio first. Like if uh, there's something McDermott. to be had about, yeah, McDermott, Josh Richardson, and um, maybe even some picks for Jakob Pertl, who I think is pretty underrated. Um, yeah. I'd probably go that way. Not a bad Phoenix at 80 as well. So, yeah, I, I, I think I'd explore that way way more versus uh, this Orlando deal. That's what it is. Yeah. So something came out today. I forget who reported it, but it was about how the Lakers have essentially given Darvin Ham permission to bench Russell Westbrook or to send him home completely, need be. Matt, was your initial what was your initial thought when you saw that? Because mine was this is totally a leverage play, but cool. But are you thinking anything similarly or something completely different? No, I, I read it and I feel like this is just kind of what head coaches should be allowed to do regardless. Um, I feel like Frank Vogel wasn't quite as empowered just because I think everyone knew he was on the way out. So they they probably didn't want to give him as much free reign. But with Darvin Ham, I think they're going to let him stretch his wings a little bit, um, really command control of that locker room, hold guys accountable, which is what he's always been talking about this offseason is accountability. So if, if Russ is not good for like, you know, the first 15, 20 so games and Darvin Ham eventually comes to the conclusion that he needs to send Russ home or just bench him outright, I, I think that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I know there was a lot of talk about hiring a head coach that could incorporate Russell Westbrook. And I think Darvin Ham has every, has every intention to do so, but it's going to just come down to winning and success for the Lakers. If they're not winning and they look better with Russ off the floor, which I, I think is a very real possibility here, then I, I think that it's going to be the right move to ultimately bench him and send him home at some point. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. I thought it was more of a leverage play because if teams are like, hey, you have to give us two firsts or you're stuck with them, this comes out, Lakers could be like, oh, hey, okay, cool. If it's so bad, Darwin will just send them home, you know, instead of it being like, oh, crap, you can't send Russ home because it's a bad PR look or whatever. Darwin has permission or whatever to just flat out send Russell Westbrook home, which I think helps the Lakers uh, in that side of things. But that's just me. Uh, like, you know, that that answer, um, and it was from uh, Yovan Buha of The Athletic, yeah. um, which was a great article. Everyone should go read it. Um, it came, it came, it this was a question I've been toiling around with also is, you know, and I think you, Sean, I think you and uh, Trevor and I have talked about it a little bit. We, we've already have AD and LeBron penciled in as, as two of your starters there. Um, as of right now, like, who, who are the other three guys you're looking at? Right now, uh, on this roster, Reeves, okay. one of the bigs, and are we keeping Russ on the roster? Yeah, let's say Russell Westbrook's on the roster. Like, what, what's your what's your comfortable closing lineup? Oh, comfortable closing lineup. Uh, is there one? <laughs> is there Kendrick Kanan, Reeves, LeBron, JTA, AD, maybe? JTA AD maybe. Okay, that makes sense. I think I think I'm going. LeBron AD Reeves. I I kind of want to lean Troy Brown so I can have a true wing out there. 
and yeah, I think it, I think it's one of the bigs. It might be Thomas Bryant or it might be JTA. I think that's where I lean. Richard, is there any combo by Washington for Russell Westbrook? If so, could you see Porzingis and Kuz as a trade option? Uh, yeah, just redo the trade. I know Trez isn't there anymore, but I just redo the trade. Bring Cal Kuzma back. He should have never left. I, oh man, I, how many picks do the Lakers have to give up to get back Kuz though? Uh, is it re- unrealistic to say they probably have to give up both of them? Oh, they have to. I think they probably view Porzingis as a positive asset too, or at least a neutral one. So I think the Lakers have to pony up. Uh, if Porzingis and uh, Kuz is on the table, I, I like that trade. Um, but I, I don't see Washington trading back for Russell Westbrook to get rid of those two personally. Does that work money-wise? I uh, should. Um, I think here Washington would be taking more money back. So the Lakers, so they might want to send something else with that. But I think off the top of my head, I think that's fine because Kuz is at 13. I forget what Chris Stapps is at, but like 30, maybe 32. Uh, he did sign that extension with Dallas, so that does sound about right. Um, let me see. What if Chris Stapps seeing is according to Spot Rack, he is making 33 million. Jesus. Um, yeah, 33.8 for 22, 23. So plus Kuz at about 13 million. That puts him at about 46. So actually, that's perfect for us. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah but i i don't see it they they signed up a couple point guards um in free agency so unless uh the lakers are really ponying up i i, I doubt that this is a deal that they do unfortunately bring who's back um uh, if russ has redemption here, he plays like old russ what would his next contract look like and what would you want to keep him if we start winning <laughs> We're going uh, full optimist route here. Uh, oh, man. Um, I just, okay. H- how does old Russ work with LeBron and AD, though? That's the problem. And like I guess that's... Are, are we just talking about him putting stats again? Putting stats up again, or? Yeah, like what we mean, old Russ. <laughs> okay, let's just say the, that the, the Lakers do look good with Russ and they're winning. Okay, let's just let's just say Darvin Ham works his magic. He finds lineups that work. Russell Westbrook is, you know, competent and is uh, not doing the rust stuff of last season. And the Lakers are actually winning games and comfortably in playoff position. Okay, what what do you think about bringing him back if that was the case? Because I'm I'm totally off of that idea. <laughs> nah, I I think this is Russ's last year, almost regardless. He could, you think so? Okay. I, th- I think Russ is if he is on the Lakers next year, I don't think you bring him back. Okay, fair. Um, well, as far as you know him playing well, what do you think his next contract looks like though? Honestly, I think most like if he has an incredible season, I think most is probably non-taxpayer. That might be a little harsh, but yeah, full MLE. Okay. I know. I think next season it's like up to almost fifteen teams or so can have a uh, can have a cap space. Mm-hmm. Oh, just non taxpayer for us. That doesn't feel good. I mean, the question is still going to be who needs a point guard, um, and yeah. if it's a team that already has one, are you still are you risking chemistry and fit issues with Russ off your bench? Perhaps I don't know. Um, I think really the answer to this question is no. Even if we keep winning, I think I still want Russ off the books because 
there's also the possibility of Kyrie Irving coming as a free agent. I'm not sure if you talked about that yet, Sean, but uh, yeah. So in that same report, um, all signs seem to indicate that the Lakers are the expected next team for Kyrie Irving, whether that's trade deadline or if that's going to be free agency next summer. Um, I think the Lakers have been keeping cap space open for a move potentially like bringing Irving in free agency. So that's another reason why I don't see them re-signing Russ, no matter how well the Lakers play. I think, you know, the Lakers win great, but I think the ceiling would still be higher with Kyrie Irving. And so I think they're going to chase him regardless of how the season turns out. If he's not already traded by like training camp for say. Are we sure we could trust that Kyrie would actually come to the Lakers in free agency? That's my only. No, I, that if, if you're concerned about Kyrie Irving in free agency next summer, I a hundred percent don't blame you. I think that he is a flight risk. You have, you have zero idea what what he's going to be thinking about next summer. Um, yeah, he wants to play for the Lakers now, but if they have another t- poor season and they don't look good, like, does he still want to come to the Lakers? If AD gets hurt again, like, is he going to trust that he's the co-star that he wants to play with for the next two, three, four years? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what if LeBron does sign the extension? So you're going into next offseason, trying to work out, bringing LeBron back, plus Kyrie, that doesn't sound like a good scenario for Rob Palenka, if he's still the general manager at that time. I mean, yeah, there's so many working variables here, too. Like, what's the contract for Kyrie? Like, what's he going to want in free agency, too? Because the Lakers are still going to have LeBron's cap hold on the roster, assuming he doesn't sign his extension. So that's another hurdle there. Um, I, I really don't see the free agency route for Irving happening. If if he's going to be wearing a Lakers jersey, it's going to come via trade, and it's probably going to come. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, I'm still hoping I'm still holding out for for training camp. I, I'm still not really sold on Brooklyn wanting to go into the season with him. But uh, that KD meeting this week is uh, is pretty interesting, to say the least. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. So I kind of touched on that a little bit before you hopped in here. I think that's okay. KD saying, you know, that my market isn't as much as we want and teams are willing to budge on what your asking price is screw it i'll come back i think katie's coming to to me to say i'll come back and play next season what do you think the meeting is but do you think it directly affects the lakers um i mean every everything not necessarily directly affects lakers but it does affect them just because everyone in the market is waiting for kevin durant to get moved or stay um I don't know. Like, why, why would you call a meeting with your owner if you uh, if nothing's changed about your trade request? I think Trevor brought that up in our group chat earlier, which I thought was a good point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, I'm choosing to look at it is is a uh, kind of a touch base and see where we're at with any trades. Um, I'm hoping Kevin Durant ends up wanting to still get moved by training camp. I'm hoping he applies pressure to the Nets ownership and front office group and say, look, I've been patient. It's been like a month. Um, I've given you time to sift through offers. I think now's the time for you to just pick one and move me because otherwise I'm not going to be happy and you don't want me on your roster when I'm unhappy. So uh, that's how I want to look at it. But you're, you're, you're right in that he could potentially just say, great, I'll just play in Brooklyn for this season. Let's revisit this at the trade deadline or next summer. That's that's within the realm of possibility too. He is under contract for four seasons. So Brooklyn can technically say, we're just going to hold on to you. But as a Laker fan, I am hoping that the meeting goes poorly and that he wants to get traded. <laughs> no, totally. And how much pressure could he even really put on Brooklyn? Like, are we really going to believe that Katie's going to sit out for a long extended period of time that's long enough to Sean Mark say, okay, you win, you win, you win, fine, we'll trade you, especially when he's under contract for four seasons? Yeah, I mean uh kevin durant could just say you know what i'm gonna expand my my list of teams i I would like to go to these franchises if if phoenix is no longer an option for me uh or he can i mean i i I personally don't see him holding out and saying you know what i'm just not going to play the season um i definitely think he is going to to suit up if he has to if he's on brooklyn but i mean you know he could he could say some things publicly about how he's not really looking forward to it or that he's talking to other players about joining their teams and you know trying to lower that the asking uh price for brooklyn that way but we'll see i mean we, we won't know until they actually meet and whatever gets reported but i will say that it is interesting that they're deciding to meet now yeah and, and then that whole point about touching bases and trying to expand is the teams he'd be interested to go to. That was a good point that I think got floated around there as well, which is another optimistic way to look at things. Like, hey, okay, nothing's really changed. I know I said Phoenix, Miami. I think Toronto got thrown out there. I know I don't know if he wanted to go to Toronto or they were just like in the running, but um, just adding other teams. And maybe New Orleans is legit. Like, I think if New Orleans wanted to give up Brandon Ingram, they probably have the better package out of a lot of these teams. Maybe not named Boston. Um, sure. So, yeah, hopefully that's what it is. Or hopefully he tells Sean Marks, hey, in ownership, you know what? I'll play if you trade Kyrie. That is the most optimistic of takes going. Yeah, I just think that there's been no movement from any teams, really. I think it's the offseason and teams are like not really like feeling too much pressure to make a trade right now. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if we didn't see if this went into training camp status quo. And then we got to the trade deadline when teams have a better idea of where they are in the standings and where they are in the playoff race. And then they can maybe decide, you know what? We're a Kevin Durant trade away from being a title contender. Let's do it. Uh, that's, de- that's definitely something I, I think um, at this point, as this drags on, I think it becomes more and more likely. Which is unfortunate. So it's August 4th here on the East coast. LeBron is now officially able to sign this contract extension for two years, about $97.1 million. Mm-hmm. When do you think LeBron signs it? If he if he does sign it, if he waits, what do you think LeBron does in terms of his contract extension? Oh man, um, I will say like just to clarify, this is not a deadline. He doesn't need to sign it by the like right. eleven fifty nine p.m. Eastern on August fourth. This is just the first day he's eligible to sign it. This this can go all the way up until you know middle of the season March. if he really wants to. Yeah, March. Um, I don't think LeBron signs it 
really in the next week. Um, it could take a little bit longer than that as the as the Lakers negotiate trades with other teams. Um, maybe the Kevin Durant thing pushes stuff along and we start to see some action and maybe LeBron catches wind that the Lakers are going to be close for trading for someone. So maybe at that point he signs, but I, I wouldn't expect uh, a Woj or a Shams tweet that LeBron signed an extension with the Lakers today or tomorrow. I really do think it's going to drag out at least a week or two. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we just got to training camp and he said, okay, I guess now I'll sign it. Jose, what about none? Does he have to play five on five? Was that also in the Yovan report? The it was. He is uh, officially not cleared yet <laughs> for official five on five, which uh, runs a little counter to him saying, "I'm I feel a hundred percent healthy." And Sean, I know you work with uh, with athletes all the time. Uh, typically speaking, guys will say they feel great, and uh, team doctors and and officials will say, "Yeah, you, you know, you, you could probably play right now, but we want to be a little bit more cautious with you." So I think that's what's happening with the Lakers training right. staff is they're they're telling Kendrick Nunn, basically, you are okay to play, you know, five on five basketball, but because you haven't played competitive basketball in a full year, we want to ease you in a little bit longer and make sure everything's great. I think that's the smart approach. So I, I, I wouldn't freak out that he's not clear for five on five yet. I fully expect him to be cleared by training camp and preseason. So I, I think this is just the cautious approach. Um, that injury was a lot worse than I think was initially reported. And I thought it was weird how they handled it all of last season. So I, I'm not freaking out yet. If we get to preseason and he's still not cleared, then it's time to worry. But right now, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what every player says around this time of year for every single sport, if they're coming off an injury, going into training camp in the incoming preseason. Yeah, I'm, I'm a thousand percent healthy. What did he say? He didn't say he was good. He said he was great. And then this comes up. But that's just more player talk. That's what that's what they're supposed to say. Yep. Right. So they always feel fine. They always feel fine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh <laughs> chat's funny all right so matt what players on this current lakers roster do you think could be viable rotation pieces for a playoff series i think that's probably the biggest thing right now that's an issue with this laker roster yeah um let's see outside of your two stars um obviously russell westbrook right now i think is gonna have to play um, we've talked about Austin Reeves a bunch. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the rotation no matter what. Um, I can see one of the bigs, if any of them stand out uh, during regular season, Damian Jones, Thomas Bryant, um, potentially being a fit. It, it's tough, man. Like I, I want to put Lonnie Walker in there. Um, I did see your breakdown. Thank you for that, Sean. Way to go. Um, finally got it up on the old YouTube. Everyone go check it out if you haven't. Only took three weeks. Only took three weeks. Um, he's your taxpayer mid-level guy. You invested your most valuable, you know, contract basically in free agency on him. So you'd have to think that he has to play or that he can play. So I, I want to include him in there, but I, it's see it to believe it for me. Uh, the athletic tools are great, but the outside shooting and defense need to come around or else I think he's going to be really sketchy to play. I think Juan Toscano Anderson, I think he's going to have a bigger role than a lot of people are expecting. He can do a little bit of everything. He's kind of like your utility guy. He can play a lot of different positions. He's switchy. He's athletic. He is able to handle the ball a little bit past. Defensively, I think he can hold up against threes and fours and even small ball fives. 
So I think JTA is going to be in the rotation for sure. And, I, and I'm actually really particularly interested in Troy Brown Jr. He was a uh, sneaky target that I thought the Lakers did really well on a veteran minimum for. He is like one of your only prototypical 3 and D wings minus the three part because he is still improving <laughs> for about side. So if, if, if he can knock down a respectable amount of corner threes, I think Troy Brown is definitely playable in the series. So what's that? Six guys? Seven? I, I think that was seven. It was it was it was the big it was LeBron, AD, Russ, Reeves, um, one of the bigs. I don't know which one, but I'm hoping one of them. JTA and Troy Brown, I feel comfortable with right now. And then maybe Kendrick Nunn, yeah. If he's healthy, I, I think you have to throw him in there. Um, the optimistic way to look at him is he's like another signing for the Lakers this offseason. Yeah. So I, I think Kendrick Nunn should play too. Um Dan, did we just both forget about Taylor Horner Tucker? uh i did not forget about tht um <laughs> you might have why so would you put him in your rotation right now i th I think so right with this current roster probably not because eventually somebody's gonna be the odd man out because okay. between him russ and lonnie that is really really bad and the fit on the floor there's only so many minutes you just paid lonnie your taxpayer grant tht's getting played what, $10 million going into next season? So I guess that's not pretty either. But yeah, like just a fit on the floor does not look well. So whether it's Lonnie not part of your rotation or it's THC not part of your rotation, that's kind of concerning. Um, you did leave out Stanley Johnson. Who I think that's a good I would, one, right? I, I, would think, swap, I think he's in there. Yeah, I would actually swap Stanley for Troy Brown as long as the three-point shooting has improved. They're, uh, they're, they're kind of like the big men for me. If one of them pops, I'm playing that one. Yeah, or I mean, hopefully both of them play well, obviously. But you're probably not hitting both. For being oh, honest, man, I just man like a an AD LeBron, Troy Brown, Stanley Johnson, Reeves lineup is is pretty nice on paper if the other two can shoot. Yeah, it's very switchy, very athletic. Very athletic. I, I like that lineup a lot. I hope we get to see that look at least once. But it's it's all entirely contingent on if they can hit shots because defenses are going to sag the hell way off of Stanley and uh, Troy. No, totally. You brought up JTA, and I'm glad you touched on, like, all the other stuff, like how he's athletic, switchy. His passing ability, which I'm really glad you brought up, is so underrated. Especially he's good. He's a really good passer. Uh, well, yeah. He's a good passer. But in having him be a, a screener out of a short role and find those dump-off guys is going to be really valuable for Darvin Ham. Um, I think he'll be in your rotation. He'll play meaningful minutes. A, he played he played behind Draymond, dude. Like he had to have picked up some stuff. He had to have picked up something. Yeah, exactly. Like play playing in the Warrior system, lots of ball movement, lots of passing, lots of screening. I, I think that is gonna be so useful for the Lakers to have that kind of guy who who's comfortable doing all those little things in a half court uh set. Um yeah, I, I'm super excited for JTA. He he was definitely my favorite signing, and I think the best value signing um personally. And then I think Troy Brown was like the high upside one for me personally. I know Trevor's asked me this. I forget if you and him have talked about it. If you swap JTA and Lonnie Walker in terms of contracts, are you more upset or do you like it more? Ooh. I don't think I would have given JTA the full mid-level, but I think I would have understood it more. Okay. I, I think it would have made more sense because the whole offseason, I think all of us were saying, give the mid-level to a, a 3 and D guy or someone with size. Right. JTA is not really much of a shooter, an outside guy, but 
he has the size and defensive acumen to at least hold up there. So it, it would have made more sense because to me, Lonnie Walker is almost analogous to, to Malik Monk last season, right? Young athletic dude showed flashes, didn't have a good season before free agency, got his rights renounced and then is suddenly unrestricted. Um, like, like who, who was giving a mid-level to Lonnie Walker? You know what I mean? Who was going to give their full taxpayer mid-level to Lonnie Walker? Exactly. So th- that's my point. I, if you had told me the Lakers split their mid-level between JTA and Lon- Lonnie Walker, that would have made so much more sense to me. Or at least like taking some of Lonnie Walker's mid-level so you could give Max Christie a third year. That of- too. Yeah, exactly. Um Man, just uh, let's keep hammering that point, shall we? But yeah, no, I I think that if uh, in this scenario, had you given the tax pyramid level to Wants Conno Anderson, I still think it's not as defensible, but it makes more sense than giving the full taxpayer to uh to Lonnie Walker here. BJ, we got to keep one of those future picks so we could draft Bryce in twenty twenty seven. Bryce looks really really good. I will say that dude i've i've read some early stuff and i think some evaluators are higher on bryce than than um brawny oh totally that makes a lot of sense i, I think bryce is even taller than his brother right now but uh, someone can fact check me if that's true bryce uh, is six six brawny six three that's what i'm dude and he can shoot he can shoot they both can shoot though brawny can shoot too i i just think uh bryce is the more pure shooter he definitely comes off the ball totally. a little bit better um better spot up one too uh Hey man, that that's gonna be fun. I I'm excited for both of those guys to hit the league. I do think Bronny gets drafted, and I think the whole LeBron piece is just makes it a makes it an absolute thing. <laughs> Alan, we need a JTA video breakdown hashtag spaceman. See, there we go. Copyright that. Um, yes, I will get that out to you guys. Do, do you prefer spaces or spaceman? Uh, can I keep spaces as a nickname and then use hashtag spaceman? If that was an option, I'll do that. Hey, man, it's your nickname. I just suggested it. You ran with it, and I'm proud of you because all you do is talk on spaces every single day. Uh, I'm trying to prove you wrong, but I don't think I can. Death, taxes, and Sean Davis spaces, bro. Like, that's, that's literally... <laughs> I don't even host them half the time. I probably should do that more. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, when, when's, the JT, when's, the, when's the JTA video coming? I would say the date, but uh, I said that for Lonnie Walker, and it was like three weeks later, so I'm not going to do that. But Are, are we going to get it before the end of August? Yes, 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 yes. What what happens first? LeBron signs his extension, or you have that breakdown out? I have the breakdown. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. I'll be, I'll be kind of either LeBron, unless LeBron signs the extension tomorrow, and then I have no complaints because it's not going to tomorrow. Uh, for anyone tuning in late, Trevor Lane is unfortunately out sick, so Sean and I are holding down the fort. So please bear with us as uh, as we figure things out here. <laughs> uh, Angie, Utah deal. What minimum guys are you comfortable giving? What men guys are you comfortable giving up? Right now, oh. none of them we can give up right now. Right? Stanley, Wenyon. Well, Stanley, Wenyon, right? Austin, technically, we could give up. Yeah, I would say I would say anything that's not nailed down or that we can legally trade, I'm totally fine. But it depends on what the return is. Um, what what what, what are what are the Utah guys you want? I feel like it's kind of a consensus, right? Like amongst us, like any package involving Bojan and probably Pat Bev, probably R- ranks R- superior. 
rank them like what what's what's what be your target like what do you need to have in that deal uh my number one deal is probably Bojan Pabev and then Rudy Gay that's probably my number one deal a Clarkson this is just off the top of my head Clarkson and Bojan I like that too Clarkson just can't guard I think that's the ideal trade trying to get a guard that can actually defend a little bit and that's not Jordan Clarkson but I mean there goes your Malik Monk replacement for you. Um, okay. I think my least likely one, my the one I like the least is uh, a Mike Conley package where he's like the bulk of it. You're getting Mike Conley and stuff. I don't like that personally. Okay. Um, but yeah, like Anthony Bogdanovich, Pat Bev, maybe throw in a Jordan Clarkson if the money's right. I probably would prefer those. I think mine goes Boyan, Pat Bev. I'm going to say Malik Beasley would be my third guy. I would rank in the package. Okay. Um, I think Clarkson would be right after. I, I think the Lakers still need shooting, right? So that, that's yeah. what I'm kind of trying to address here. Um, Mike Conley would probably come after Clarkson. Well, so can, can you talk me into Rudy Gay? Why, why do you want Rudy Gay? Just another guy that can kind of defend. There's another wink. You need more wings. Um, you're, you're not concerned about the age or the mileage? Yeah, but that's the same argument for all these guys, really. Pat Bev is going on 35. Um, there. Clark is going on 31. Bojan's 34. Like, that's the argument for all. I, I saw Malik Beasley. All these guys are 31 and up, basically. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll if I told you the deal was only, like, a salary filler, like Mike Conley and Jared Vanderbilt. And, I mean, we're assuming we're giving up two first, though, right? If I told you it was a first in like in uh, two seconds, I'd probably do it. Oh, I think okay. I think we're really high on Jared Vanderbilt. So if you could somehow get Jared Vanderbilt, I'm doing that. Yeah, if the Lakers can somehow get younger in this deal, like if you told me it was Conley, Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt, I, I would throw two firsts at that. I'm throwing two firsts, and I'm sprinting to make sure this deal gets in. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I'm there with you. Yeah, I will drive to Utah from Orlando, which is where I'm at right now. But I will drive there. To make sure this deal gets done i'm not telling you right now man it's a pretty scenic drive so i think you'd enjoy it but not a lot to do in utah so i hope you come back soon after that yeah obviously uh the chris masters leave is he coming back he's just busy wrestling a lot Fo follow him on the old instagram he is traveling he is in it's la right. like one day and then the next day he's in like austria i, I know I think literally. He's in, i forget where he is right now honestly i think but... it's australia i think no, it's not. I just, Is I just, not? I just guessed. There's no way. <laughs> I swear to you, I think it's Australia. He just um, like a reel earlier. I'm going to check, but I'm pretty sure. Some are international, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Let's see. Where is he at right now? Uh, I don't think it's Australia, man, but. But uh, we'll, we'll try and get Chris back on the regular season when he's not traveling. That'd be uh, that'd be cool. We do miss Chris. So if you're listening, buddy, we miss you. Miss you, Chris. Uh, Parth, if we do the indie trade, can we then package Buddy, THT, and Nun for Kyrie at the deadline? I think the money works. This is sound realistic. I, I figured. Uh, wouldn't you just want to do that right now, like in a three-teamer? Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think it benefits the Lakers to wait. Because you're always holding out the possibility Kyrie is a wild dude, so you might say, nah, never mind. <laughs> I'll go somewhere else. I'll retire at the end of the season. Who cares about free agency? 
Mm, if we do the indie trade. So I'm assuming in this indie trade proposal, we're not sending either of these guys out. Um, well, I, I think I think technically it's legal. Um, I'm pretty sure Buddy can get traded six months after. But um, are we sure Brooklyn wants to be healed? Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. I'm sure Brooklyn wants THT. Yeah, because the whole thing about that was they, they wanted caps. They wanted um, salary flexibility. They didn't want to pay the salary tax. That's the whole reason why they don't want Russell Westbrook back either. So to have Buddy on their books and then to have to pay him again next season, unless they offload him, I, I don't see it. Technically, I think the trade works, but I, I don't see Brooklyn doing that personally. Kyrie's at what, 35 mil? Is that right? 36? 36, yeah. That would work then, I think. Sal salary wise this makes sense buddy that believes at 20 tht is at like 9 10 none at fifth another five so it mathematically it works out as far as what the lakers can take back in a deal but i i just don't see brooklyn doing it yeah and again like you brought up like if you're the lakers you probably would want to do that now in a three team then wait until the deadline yeah i can't imagine them trading russ just to turn around and trade buddy right after so they either do that now or they just keep buddy and whatever else they get back in that deal all right so are we at least 100 percent confident that even if it's not kyrie irving russell westbrook is probably not on the roster going into next season um you mean after the season going into this season oh like do i just do we start the season off with him or not is that what you're asking yeah. me yeah I'm going to say he's off the roster. There's just been too much talk, man. Like him firing his agent, uh, the comment right after him firing him, um, the whole summer league thing, all these reports about the Lakers still talking to other teams about dumping him. Like that's just not good for chemistry purposes going into the season. Right. I, I think they have to. And I again, I think when push comes to shove, they're ultimately going to end up moving him and overpaying probably what they could or should. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say he's off the roster um, before like preseason or something. I agree. And I think it's a good thing. We've said this in the past. I think it's a good thing that the Lakers haven't done anything else yet because that means Kyrie Irving is still a legitimate possibility because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, I think we all agree that if Kyrie was off the table, the Lakers probably would have done that Indiana deal or went to Utah and see what could have happened there. So I think it's a good thing laker nation if you guys want kyrie irving still yeah i think the only way another deal without kyrie Irving, like let's say kyrie's on the table still right i think the only re the only way the lakers pull another trade is if um or they choose to go a different direction is if the price is a lot lower um like imagine if indiana said you know what we'll take russ just give us one first nothing else i think they would do it over over trading more for kyrie irving what if it was Obviously, if it was one first for both, you're doing Kyrie still, right? No, I'm saying if it's one first for Miles Turner and Buddy Hield, or one first for Kyrie. If it's one first for Kyrie, they're doing that. I'm saying if okay, if, Indi okay. if Indiana drops their asking price. Okay, gotcha. 
say it's like just one first, some salary ballast, whatever, um, maybe a protected second round pick. I have no idea. Um, that's what's going to take to get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I think the Lakers will probably do that. XZ, can we trade for Bogey from the Hawks? Great fit. He is a great fit, I think, but I would love no. Um, possible, yes. Could we? Yeah, but I don't think Atlanta would. Like logistically speaking, the Lakers could cobble enough salary to get to to Bogey. I just Atlanta's all in, man. Trading for Dejounte, unless they get a haul for Bogey, um, I, I doubt it. Um, just looking at it now, Bogey makes 18 million exactly for 2022, 2023. Next season, he has a player option for another 18 million. Um, if I had to guess, I'm pretty sure he's going to opt out for a longer term deal since that's probably going to be his last one. THC non onion. I, I think that would be a trade deadline thing if um, Atlanta feels like um, they're not going to be able to keep him past the season. They, they might decide to flip him at the deadline for um, for stuff, but the offseason, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, especially after the offseason they've had where they've been completely all in. Don't think that happens right now. Mark, Randall, Evan Fournier, and Cam Reddish for Westbrook. Gabriel, one first and one second. I'm still saying no. Wait, we're giving up picks? Yeah, I'm still oh. saying no. No, 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 no. That first and second needs to be coming to me. And then I consider it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so like even if they gave you draft compensation, let's say it's this deal, for example, but they give you a first and a second. Where is this rank for you? I think it's still probably under Indiana. <laughs> oh, it's it's for sure under Indiana for me. Okay. I got to deal with Fournier and Randall. Those are, look, Randall, we've talked about it ad nauseum. I think he's great. Um, I just don't like his fit with the Lakers as a third option. I, I think he's effective as your second or first guy. But, and when I say that, I'm, I'm meaning that's when he's his most effective. I don't think a team's at its right. best, but I think that's when he's his most effective is when he gets to have the ball all the time. That's not going to happen on the Lakers, so I don't see it. It's kind of like the Russell Westbrook conundrum. Like, Russ mm -hmm. is not good with the Lakers because he doesn't get the ball all the time. And then there's Fournier, who I think is like, I don't know. He's like fine as a shooter, but his contract's pretty gross. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks try to dump that at some point. So, yeah, I, I'm, I, I would need more than just one first, honestly. Because Russ is still an expiring, I think that has value. And again, back to the Fournier piece, like if they traded Fournier at the deadline to try to get off that contract, they're going to have to give up draft compensation to another team to take on that contract. And we're giving up picks, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, just think about those pieces separately, right? Like if, if New York called the team and said, hey, do you want Evan Fournier? The other team's going to say, what are you going to give us in addition to that? Right. Uh, um, so even if you think cost, uh, trading Russell Westbrook is, is worth the first round pick, which I think it is in the market right now, come back to the Knicks side and things and look at Randall and Fournier. I, I think Randall, if you were just straight up trying to offload him, I think it's going to cost you some, some sort of draft compensation. And then I think Fournier is going to cost you a pick too. So at worst that trade is pick neutral. So let's keep talking about Julius Randall, Ricardo G. Good show, guys. Can Randall realistically play the Wiggins role if all other good <laughs> trades fail? That is a high asking price for a not so good defender. Yeah, yeah. You tell me. Can 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 Randall credibly defend threes? No. I'm Why? Not, I'm, well, he's just not that. He's not a good defender. Period. Um, I'm trying to realistically think of a good way he really fits with the Lakers in. 
you're basically the only outcome I can really think of is he turns back shooting wise to that all-star season and he becomes Kevin Love. That's basically a role where Julius Randle could thrive. I, I don't even know if thrive is the right word for him, where the Lakers could be good with Julius Randle on the roster because he's just not a good defender. And threes were just too fast for him. They'll blow by him. Obviously, don't guard any of the guards. So, and Andrew Wiggins is an all-NBA defender. So that's just a stupid high, stupid high asking price for Julius Randle, who's just never shown any upside defensively, really. Um, he can play the Wiggins role, just not very well. I think that's the uh, the answer to that question. I I, I agree with you. I I, I don't think that's uh, that's where you want to trade for Julius Randles to have him in that role. It's kind of like the THT thing where everyone was pegging him as their three and D guy. THT is not that. Thanks, Greg Vogel. Yeah, like it, it's just it's setting um, a player up to fail, in my opinion, where they're not playing, they're not being used to their strengths, and they're being like you know put in poor spots on the floor. I, I just don't see it personally. Um, as much as I like Julius Randle, the player, like I still got a soft spot for him, but um, yeah, not 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 who I'd be targeting in the trade right now. I think we found Ron Gutterman's burner account here. Oh no way. Bory, Randall is not a fit. You're just getting a tall Lou Westbrook. <laughs> Ron Gutterman of Lakers Nation does say this quite a bit in our chat. That is correct. He he likes to compare him as a bigger Westbrook, which, you know, maybe a little unfair or a little harsh, but Tre Trevor and I talked about this on our show on Sunday. Uh, the shooting numbers for Randall at his position are very bad. Um, so if you trade for Randall, you are taking a very big gamble that he reverts back to all-star form and that... Uh, he is somehow more engaged coming back to LA because I mean to be fair, this last season in New York, I don't blame him for checking out in a lot of games. I, I saw quite a few Knicks games and he did not look very engaged at all. So maybe if you put him in a winning environment again, he he's able to improve. But I, I'm not expecting the 2021 season from him again. I, I think that was probably an outlier personally. All right, let's end things off with an optimistic prediction for next season. Legault, MVP, Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, geez. Defense Player of the Year, Anthony Davis or Giannis, Rookie of the Year, Paulo, Champions, the Lakers, Finals MVP, Legault, James. Man, I, I like that. Dream big. Dream big. I like that. Um, Luka's I, MVP is interesting, but I don't mind it. You know, he's got pretty good odds last time I checked. I don't, like, after, especially after this playoff run. Yeah. Like, I don't think Giannis is going to get it. I don't think Jokic is getting a third. Um, and Bead with full season next to Harden, probably not. So, you know, you could talk yourself into that. Yeah, no um, chance Jokic wins a third in a row. No. No. Anthony Davis winning Depoy would be great because he might need it if the roster stands as is. Yeah. Uh, Paolo's probably... Who, who do you got for Rookie of the Year? I think Paolo's uh, pretty set up well. I, I don't see Jabari winning it. I could see Jaden winning it. Jaden Ivey? I can see Jaden Ivey winning it. I can also see Keegan winning it, but I can also see the Kings messing that one up. I, I can definitely see Keegan. That guy's going to get a lot of opportunity in Sacramento. I, I do like that pick. Um, yeah. I think Paolo's the easy favorite, though, just because they drafted him first and he's going to get minutes. Um, I don't think I don't I don't really see Jabari Smith as a high usage guy. Uh, at no. least right now, not right now. Next, especially next to Jalen Green, I, I don't see it. Next to Jalen, no. Uh, Mark Mark is the Lakers 2029 a top three protected pick? No. 
No, it's um they that's that's just their pick. They haven't traded yet. So um that's 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 not included in any deals right now. That's in the Lakers cupboard. That's one of the few first round picks that they have. So um wherever place the Lakers finish in the 2028-2029 season, that's where the pick's gonna land. If they end up trading it, um, then that's when we'll start talking about protections. But you only see that in deals. Chet, I could also see winning it as well. Uh last one. Jeremy Stannon, the Pacers won't drop asking price. Their goal is to get a fleece deal, get a lot back, a cheap owner who needs to be heavily incentivized to buy him out to not play. Uh, that, that's that's right. That is sure. accurate. Um, until we hear reports that no one wants Buddy Heald or Miles Turner, I, I don't think that the Pacers are going to move off their asking price. Um, I do think it becomes cheaper at the trade deadline. Like, let's say Miles Turner hasn't been moved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could probably get him cheaper then. I think right now, because it's the offseason, you get a full season of him. It's going to probably cost you a little bit more. But say Westbrook isn't moved by uh, by training camp like we think he will be. Indiana hasn't decided to move either of them either. I, I think there's a universe where the Lakers can, can feasibly offer the same thing they asked for. They offered him this summer to Indiana, and they'd say yes then. But yeah, right now, they're, they're probably not going to move off of it. This is really the last one. Just wanted to say from Michael, just wanted to say thank you, Matt and Mr. Spaces for holding on the show while Trevor load manages. <laughs> LOL. Just kidding. But good job tonight. Makes work easier. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. You know, I, I know everyone tunes in for Trevor. He is the voice and face of Lakers Nation. And uh, honestly, um, it's 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 tough not to have him here. But, you know, I think uh, I want to do say thank you to Sean for, for holding down the fort for those first 10 to 15 minutes while I was uh, off doing some other stuff. But so thank you to uh, to you, Sean. You did really well tonight. And thank you to you for making my job a lot easier. Cause... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm very good in the guest role. I would be very bad as a host. So I, I'm really glad that you were able to, to, to do that. <laughs> um so yeah well trevor should be back soon guys uh don't worry um everything's fine so we'll, we'll call it load managing and it's uh we'll also call it off season <laughs> off season yeah yeah trevor trevor needs uh needs to gear up for the regular season we need him fully healthy kind of like anthony davis there we go exactly except hopefully trevor picks up his microphone after april he doesn't take a whole off season off so <laughs> yeah nice. hopefully not hopefully yeah not. but uh we do appreciate everyone for listening this was fun as always um hopefully sean we get some news about lebron's extension hopefully we get a report like yeah lebron's leaning on signing the extension it's just a matter of uh, of uh when not if just when not if exactly It'd be nice yeah. if i'm on the beach and that happens but um appreciate you guys all for tuning in till next time see you guys Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.